I don't ever slow up, no I don't take shit, I got no love for the fakeness If you wanna play tough and wanna hate this, I'll always show up I don't ever slow up, no I don't take shit, I got no love for the fakeness If you wanna play tough and wanna hate this, I'll always show up and make a statement I don't ever slow up Hello and welcome to the DevTech Diaries podcast. I'm your host Andre and today I'm going to be talking about the journey from zero to senior software developer. There are a number of stages um, in between these two, the beginning of the road and the end of the road. And I'm not the one doing the dividing, this is pretty much how it works in the industry with some variations of course, but by large every company kind of does the same thing. Um, we have four levels. Well, they are really three, but I did a fourth one, which is the, your pre-dev stage when you're not actually a dev. So you might be someone who maybe works in a different uh, industry, uh, doesn't do any coding, your, your job has nothing to do with tech, for example, but you want to become a junior dev. And if that's the case, I do have another video on this, which I will link in the description of this one. Um, that's basically stage one. You're not a dev yet, but you want to be a dev yet. Stage two, you're a junior dev. Step three, a mid-level dev. And four, and finally, the senior dev. Of course, it's not the last chain, the, the last link in the chain, but these are the main kind of stages that you have to go through. And, and some companies even take it further. At, at every stage, they have some sub-stages. So, uh, for example, if you're a senior dev, you might be on, you know, towards the beginning of the scale, then you, as, as time passes and you learn more and more, you become more senior. There's usually a scale which dictates how much you earn as well, starting from, I don't know, whatever salary they've got, and they, they take you up uh, via some sort of increments to a higher, um, higher uh, wage. So that's pretty much how most companies work um, anyway. Um, and most developers kind of fit into one of these into one of these categories. Now, if you are not in the industry yet, there are a number of things you can do. And this is what I want to talk about. How do you progress from that stage to the second one where you are employed as a developer and you've generally become a junior developer? Right. What should you do to land your first role? Now, I've covered some of these things already, as I mentioned before. However, I'm probably going to mention a few more things now as well. Um, my advice would be to focus on getting the first first role. And how do, you, how, how do you do that is by having a laser focus on something. First of all, you have to decide what, what kind of developer you want to be. And that's not always possible, but let's say that it is. Software development covers many things but by large you have a couple of things you can start with you could work on the front-end side or you can work on the back-end side for example now if you take so let, let me explain what this means um, let's imagine that um, you look at the website right you're on the internet i don't know uh, your your bank's website let's say a website like that is made up of several components the first one is the look and feel what does it look like? The, the colors, the branding, the, the elements on the page. And this is the user interface. That's what you interact with. Then there's the backend thing. Now, that is something you don't see, but that dictates how that particular website works and what does it do once you click on the elements, once you, once you navigate to other pages. 
once you do something that requires some sort of result, right? So this kind of stuff is usually hidden in the background, in the backhand. You don't get to see it because obviously uh, it, it can create some sort of security issues if you see how the code works. And it's generally hidden away. And that might be done uh, with the backend language, sometimes something like C Sharp, like Java, like whatever, or it could be JavaScript. So JavaScript could be used as a front-end and back-end kind of language as well. So the first decision for yourself is what do you want to be? Are you interested in, in the look and feel? Are you more interested in a designer kind of role? Or are you the, the guy who or the person who codes uh, and who likes the functionality side? Now, once you make that decision, you start learning as much as you can by yourself. Now, one thing that should be clear from the very beginning, a large number of developers are self-taught. And what does that mean? It means they, they haven't gone through any kind of formal training. They haven't gone to a university. Uh, all they did was they learned uh, via YouTube videos, via blogs, articles, uh, various communities. Maybe they joined the Discord channel and help each other, something like that. And that's what I mean when I say self-learn. I mean, nobody really learns to code by themselves. They have to do some sort of, they need some sort of help. Someone is to, to, to produce the content that these people consume. And that's generally other developers who have been through the same thing themselves. So most developers are like that. How do I know this? Well, I'm using the data from the, from the um, Stack Overflow survey. So every year, um, Stack Overflow, first of all, this is the main website used by almost everyone, pretty much everyone, I would think, as a developer. It's where you go when you ask questions, you have a problem, you might get some help with code. And um, generally, that's a... A, a platform to um, to get help with and every year they uh, publish a report and you can have a look and see what the um, what the report says um, and it's actually quite interesting to see because they, they give you the numbers so if we look for example at um, how people how people learn you get to see some very interesting numbers most people right learn by using online resources so in, in the latest report which is 2022 we've got um 85 percent of people learn by using online resources and of course it, it's further divided by age groups as well so and actually as as people get older and older the, the numbers start to change a little bit and they start maybe they start going to a school maybe they actually read a book which i know in, in 2022 that's almost unheard of reading a book to learn something online learning is basically the way to do it right if you've got someone who starts a bit older, that's probably, there's only two situations really. It's one, they, they switch careers or jobs or they finish school. They've gone through a professional training. Maybe they've got a bachelor degree. Maybe they went further and got, you know, some sort of master's or PhD or whatever. And of course, when you do these things, you, uh, your, your age goes up, which means you start later. And that kind of explains why those numbers are where they are. So this is a public survey. You can have a look and see for yourself. The point is, a very large proportion of people learn by using online resources. So that's actually very interesting, which means that if you have the aptitude for it, well, you can be a developer with no issue whatsoever. The first hurdle in your path, however, is getting that first job. And that's what I'm, I'm talking about now. Your focus should be on getting that first, the first role. And you do that by, um, by searching around you. 
a lot of companies at this point in time would hire remote okay um maybe not not 100 obviously but um, there will always be companies in the area where you live um that you can that you know of maybe that you know someone that works there and that's basically a good, a good way to network and see if you can get in as well I'm not going to go into too many details at this point in time. The other video that I've done on the subject talks about these things in, in detail. Point is, have a plan, have a strategy, decide what you want to learn, focus on when, when you, where you want to, to work, see what their um, recruitment process is, and do what you can to get in. That should be your, your, your focus. And of course, you need to spend as much time as possible um, by learning and getting better, even if you don't have a job as a software developer yet. You have to prepare. Uh, there is a bit of an unfair expectation at this point in time where um, junior developers specifically are required to actually have quite a bit of, of um, experience. I've seen that quite a lot. Uh, the, the ads might mention one or even two years of experience, which of course you're not going to get unless you work in the industry, but you can't work in the industry because you need experience. So you have this old problem of, okay, where, where do I start? Chicken or the egg? How do I do this? Right? So you have to give yourself the best chances. But let's, let's assume that you managed to get your first job. And now, well, congratulations. You are a junior developer. You are actually employed as a developer. What do you do at this point? <clears throat> at this point, you need to be very clear of what you have to do to progress to the next level. Yes, you've just got your job, but you still need to keep an eye on the price. Ideally, you want to have a couple of years of experience. That's the sweet spot for, for anyone who is in that kind of position. If you've got a couple of years of experience in the industry, that opens up a lot of doors for you. At this point, you can pretty much go and get a job without much difficulty whatsoever, because you now have the experience. So you've got your first job and hopefully it's a decent one. Plan to stay in it for a while. Two years, I think, would be ideal at this point if it's not a horrible place. But assuming it's a good place, you feel you're learning, you're growing, all good, then yeah, stay. Stay for a couple of years. Doesn't matter. The pay is relevant at this point. As long as you, it's high enough for you to be able to, to, to live and support yourself and whatever dependence you might have, that's all good. But the point is... In your first role, and especially when you start in this career, the money is, should not be your focus. The money comes later with time. Once you have the experience, the money won't be an issue, but you need to get there first. That's what I'm saying. Focus on learning, focusing on yourself, focusing on, on determining what you want to do. And um, you will realize that once you, once you start working, there will be many things that you will need to learn that you were not aware of. There are many components which come together to actually produce a working application. It's not just one thing. So that's what I mean. You stay in one place, you kind of see what's, what's going on, and you start to learn about all these little things. And that gives you the right experience to move forward later. But that's how you start. So give it two years, if you can, and learn as much as possible. Now, at this point, I wouldn't worry, about a bit, um, I wouldn't worry too much about how much time you spend um, working, for example, I would say work as much as possible because it's all for you, really. It's, it's your learning. I'm not saying work yourself into the ground until you can't take it anymore and until you, you know, you fall down because of depression and uh, exhaustion. No, that's not what I mean. What I mean is you should try and do as much as you can and learn as much as you can. 
So you might actually decide for yourself, even if nobody asks you, you might decide that actually, do you want to do a bit more? Maybe you want to work a bit more in the evenings. Maybe you want to work a bit more at the weekends because you need to get those two years of experience and you need to learn as much as possible. This is the time when you're learning, right? When you're accumulating, when you're preparing for the rest of your career, you have to put in the effort. There's no other way around it. You just have to do it, but just keep your eyes on the price. Okay, so now you are in a junior dev, you stay there for a couple of years, and then you have to make a decision. Now, hopefully, hopefully the company that you work for will already have a plan in place for you. And by that, I mean, uh, you should be reporting to someone, which could be a senior dev, hopefully not someone who is not a developer. You need help at this point. So hopefully you report to a senior dev. If that's the case, um, you're going to start having one-to-ones or you should anyway, and they should have a plan in place for you, which kind of states very clearly what you need to do and what you focus on in order to progress to the next level. And the next level being a a mid-level developer. If you don't have that, then you're going to have to make it happen. And by that, I mean, there must be someone you report into. Obviously, everyone does. So you're going to have to start asking the questions yourself. What do I need to do? Okay. What is the structure in the company and how do I progress my career? What is the process? Every company might have a different process. They might have something very different, but there's something they can actually talk to you about and tell you what you need to do and what you need to learn and how that will work and even how much time they expect um, this to take. Okay. It's not going to be three months, but it's probably going to be about a year at least, if not more than that. Point is, don't let this slide. You have to own this. Okay. You have to keep an eye on this. So once you know what the requirements are, now you need to know now who to focus on them. One thing I always advise developers is to always act as they are the next one level, uh, one level above. So if you're a junior dev, you have to start working and you have to start behaving as you are a mid-level one already. And of course, that's not going to happen from day one. But it will happen after six months, maybe a year, maybe two, it will happen. So once you start functioning at a higher level, that tends to get you noticed. If it doesn't get you noticed, and if it doesn't give you anything, you're still winning because you are ready for the role because you've been doing the role and you're going to be doing, you're going to be doing this role, but you will be doing it for someone else, right? You will look for another role. And this time is going to be a mid-level in terms of the things that you need to do and in terms of pay as well. So that's kind of how it works. If it doesn't work where you are, that's fine. Just work yourself out of there. But you still need to put in the time. Remember what I said, give it a couple of years once you get the first role, because that's the most important role that you're going to have. The the way you start kind of dictates everything else. Okay, so now let's say you've, you've, uh, you've done your two years, you've learned a lot, you're much more confident now, and you become a mid-level dev. What do you do at this point? Well, at this point, you have a lot more responsibility than before. You're not going to be working um, just by taking direction anymore. You will have some sort of uh, freedom to decide to make some decision on some small things um, that relate to the code base in, in, in some way. So you will still report to someone who is a senior developer, more than likely, but you will be given a lot more trust and a lot more responsibility because you've grown already you're not a junior anymore your your hand doesn't need to be held all the time you know you don't need someone to look at everything you've done 
um, because you didn't really know a lot. No, at this point, with at least a couple of experience behind you, sometimes even more than that, you will have a very good idea of what you're doing. So now, you do the same as before. You start preparing for the next level. Exactly the same thing. You find out what it takes, you find, you find out what you need to focus on, and you start working on those things. But you have to stop acting as a senior dev at some point if you want to become a senior dev, because that's what gets you noticed. And by that, I mean you're going to have to come up with, with ideas, you're going to have to uh, go ahead and do things without um, having too much information from someone else. You might get a bit of a direction, you might get a bit of a, uh, a bit of a push in a certain direction, but by large, you will have to, to, to do a lot more by yourself, basically. Now, at this point, it doesn't really matter how much more time you spend in a role. I would advise anyone, roughly, to not kind of leave before a year, at least a year, in any place, basically, unless it's a really terrible place, because th those places do exist. But let let's assume you are in a good place. I would not leave a, a job in less than, um, after less than one year. Because otherwise, you know, the, the eyebrows start to get raised, and um, you you want the conversations to focus on the things that you do and you can do and you learn, not other things. So at this point, you're a mid-level developer, you've got a clear idea of what it takes to become a senior, you do the same as before, you learn, you study, you get involved. The important thing is to get involved and not, not just let other people tell you what to do. So you have to take some initiative at this point, especially as a mid-level developer. You might see something that's not quite right, make a suggestion. Uh, maybe try something new, maybe implement something. Try start and learn other things that you don't know about. And I have another video on DevOps, for example, so you maybe you want to learn a bit about that. You want to get involved in this. And maybe you want to understand how your pipelines work. Or maybe you, there are no pipelines at all and you want to, you know, create some. There's always room of improvement in any company, either process or tools or ways of doing things. There's always something to improve because no company is perfect. It is what it is. So that's what I mean. You've got to get involved. You've got to get up there and you have to get noticed by doing the right things. And even if you fail sometimes, that's fine, but at least you try something. And the result of that will tell you a lot about the company. Are you encouraged to do this? And, and, and if yes, even if you fail, and if everything is good as long, as long as you learn something, then you are in the right place. Okay, so now let's say all these things are happening, you become a senior dev. Well, what do you do at this level? Well, at this level as a senior dev, um, you have a lot more responsibility. Again, you notice the pattern, your responsibility list grows. Now you might actually start to, uh, to mentor other people. You might start to work with junior developers yourself, people who were like you, you know, um, when you were in their shoes. So at this point, what I would advise is always remember what it was like for you. Remember your experiences and, and remember what made you feel good and how you learned. And those are the things that you want to, to duplicate and you want to treat your, your junior devs the same way you were treated yourself. I'm assuming here you were treated in, in a good way. If, you, if, if you're treated badly, then of course you don't want to do that. Um, but even then there's something to learn. And you will learn how not to deal with junior devs. Okay? Remember how things made you feel. And that's how you treat other developers and other juniors who are starting on the same path as you. Try and put yourself in their shoes. And you can help them. You can help them the same, the same way um, you were helped yourself, the same way you learned yourself. Now you can help them and even make their path a bit easier and a bit quicker as well. Because with, with the right uh, mentorship, with, allow, with the right experiences, 
you know, uh, things progress a lot quicker. Now, at this point, of course, again, you're not going to be surprised if I say you're going to start preparing for your next role. What that next role will be? Well, that will be the subject of another video because it's an entirely different, different subject. This, these four levels that I've been talking about, not a dev yet, junior, mid-level, senior, these are fairly standard in, in the industry. There might be multiple uh, stops along the way, but by large, like I said, every company has this kind of um, career progression. And after that, it changes quite a bit, actually. The only thing I would say is always um, remember how you started, remember how you learned, remember what you've done, remember what you focused on, and do the same thing for other people. But now you have to make all the decisions also in, in the way you work and how does it work, what other things you want to learn, and these things will dictate how long you stay in a place. As long as you are in a place where you learn and you progress your career, then it's all good. If you're not learning, if you're not progressing your career, if you're not earning enough, it's time to get out. Basically, that's that's how I look at it. Every role is more a, sometimes a choice between I learn or I earn. What do you want? Um, it is possible to get both, especially if you work in a company that pays really, really well. But most people don't. So you kind of have to prioritize. And you will notice in, in this industry, we always have to learn. So you have to keep learning at all time. You can't let it slide. You can't, because otherwise you get left behind. So now let's look and see, I'm going to share with you um, something so you can see what happens in terms of in terms of wages, let's say, and progression of a type. So I remember when I first started, the, we're talking 15 plus years ago. When I first started, right, I was on 19,000 pounds a year. That was my first salary. And I stayed there for over two years in that particular place. I've done what I'm preaching now. I've basically done myself. Um, I learned things, not everything was was uh, nice and uh, and not everything was shiny, but that wasn't important to me. And the important thing was to learn and prepare for the next stage, which is exactly what I'm talking about in this video as well. My next job after that was on £25,000. So we can see there's a, there's a jump of about, what, 34% roughly. I've, I haven't done the exact math, so there might be some mistakes in here and there. But the point is, there was quite a bit of a jump. And of course, don't forget, we're talking 15 years ago kind of levels. Don't look at it now. You wouldn't be starting on 19,000 now if you were to start uh, as a software developer. It would probably be more than that. Next job, 25,000, 28,000. Now, that was mainly uh, me trying to do something else and um, work on my progression a little bit. Didn't quite work out. But even so, the jump was still, was still about 12%, which is, you know, fairly decent. Third one. 28 went to 33,400. Now that's a 20% jump. Now, the, the, the salary level is not very high, of course, not by today's standards anyway. But look at the percentages 34, 12, 20. And actually, I have a few more. So I'm going to go through a few more. There's another one, went to 40,000. That's a 20% jump. 40 to 45%, 12% jump. And finally, from 45 to 62, but that's when I went into finance, because finance, especially in the UK, pays quite a bit more. All the other ones were like digital agencies or small places, uh, but then finance for bigger companies. And that was a 45% jump. So if you see, we're talking here, 
quite a few years at this point. So probably about six or seven, probably more uh, kind of years of, of data here. But every time I made a jump, there's been quite a jump in, in salary. Because with, with experience, with the time that you spend, with the learning that you get, you're worth more and more to, um, to an employer. So you've got to take advantage of that. And of course, the main problem is that if you stay in one place, um, which is what I've done, obviously, stayed for several years, you might actually get very small increases. You might get a 1% or 2%, might be a bit of a small bonus as well, you know, 2% or whatever. But you see, the numbers are much lower. The, the way to actually make money is to keep learning, keep developing your skills, and then applying for roles which offer more. Um, that's my experience so far. Uh, if you just stay in one place, they never keep up with inflation, they never keep up with this, and uh, you just unless over time so my other advice would be keep learning keep studying keep improving your skills and keep changing jobs it is what it is i mean um i can't i can't advise you to stay in one place when you get very small incremental increases when you could be getting you know 12 to 20 percent just by switching and sometimes even more it doesn't make sense right um so yeah unfortunately it is what it is that's how the industry works um, okay, so let's see what else. We've covered the levels. We've covered um, a bit of um, salary history and, and jumps. I think this is probably enough for today. Um, this will be published, obviously, on YouTube and all the uh, podcast platforms. I think I'm on about six or seven of them, um, which is quite a lot. Um, I'm hoping you got some value out of this. And I'm hoping that um, you will at least get some ideas on what to do at every level. Um, for now, um, I want to thank you very much for your time. And I will see you in the next episode. Thank you and goodbye. I never slow up. No, I don't take shit. I got no love for the fakeness. If you want to play tough and want to hate this, I'll go show up. I don't ever slow up, no I don't take shit, I got no love for the fakeness. If you wanna play tough and wanna hate this, I'll always show